Next on BYUSN, the Football Power Index has given BYU football a projected number of wins for 2023, and I guarantee fans probably won't like it. How many games do you think BYU should be favored in? And do we agree with the projected win total in a word? No. <laughs> Welcome to BYU Sports Station, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Thursday, April 20th. I am Spencer Linton. He is Jerem Jordan, always projected to win 100% of the time. 60% of the time, it works every time. Uh, on today's show, Cougar cornerback and NFL draft prospect Caleb Hayes will join the program. Which teams are interested in him? Does he expect to get drafted? Does it matter to him? Men's Hoops reportedly adds another non-conference game in Provo. We'll tell you who. Plus, it's a men's volleyball and baseball ball night. The Gamble Brothers from baseball will join us in studio ahead of a three-game non-conference series coming up tonight on BYU TV and the BYU Radio app. But first, here are today's headlines. Beginning with sixth-ranked BYU men's volleyball, who beat Concordia Irvine three sets to one in the opening round of the MPSF tournament. The Cougars advance to the semifinals and face Stanford on their home floor, a third matchup with the Cardinal in the last week, though BYU did win the first two in Provo. 10 Eastern, watch it on Flow Sports. The winner advances to the Federation Championship match. Baseball hosts UNC Greensboro in a three-game non-conference series starting tonight, 8 Eastern, on the BYU TV and uh, on BYU TV and the BYU Radio app. We'll chat with Gamble Brothers coming up. BYU softball. Rallies in the seventh inning to beat Utah Valley 6-5. The Cougars are now 47-5 all-time against the Wolverines. Ilana Agbayani earns the win for the Cougars in the circle, pitching three innings of relief, giving up just two hits and one run. She struck out three, so also instrumental with her bat. BYU now 23-13 on their season. Track and field is hosting the Robison Invitational. After day one, Dallin Vorkink is second in the decathlon. The decathlon and heptathlon continue during day two today. Yoli Child scored 18 points, had 10 rebounds for the Hamburg Towers in Germany as they beat Heidelberg 90-86, Hamburg's yeah. next game. This Saturday against Middle Deutscher. Yeah, of all the Deutschers, <laughs> um, they're the one in the middle. And Evansville will visit men's basketball in Provo in early December, according to Purple Aces coach David Raglan who told that to the Courier Press. More on the men's basketball schedule coming up in the whip. Nobody breaks down Purple Aces and German Pro League basketball, for that matter, like BYU Sports. That's this good? All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. Ah, yes. What's Trending presented by Tim Daly Ford, part of the Tim Daly Auto Group serving Utah since 1968. ESPN has released their April edition of the Football Power Index, and they have listed BYU as a team that's going to win maybe five games. 4.9, the projected win total for BYU going into the 2023 Very season. Very exciting. <laughs> According to the numbers from ESPN. Now, they did give a percentage to win each game, and we'll go through that uh, you know, game by game. Yes, but, Jerem, just your initial reaction to BYU being projected to win essentially five games in 2023. Uh, I get it. Um, you know, BYU lost a lot of pieces, notably, and they're going to play in a Power 5 league. I understand why the projection would be like this, and I actually love it. Because, remember, BYU performs better as an underdog. 
um, than it does a favorite. So I love this. The team can go into the offseason and say, no one thought we could do it. Shout out to all the haters. Like, hopefully that fuels their motivation and their preparation for the fall. And BYU surprised some people by hopefully getting to yes. seven or eight wins. Now, is seven or eight wins like a really good season? No, like eight is a good season. But seven in year one I think would be pretty good given we just don't know how hard this is going to be overall in the Big 12. So I'm perfectly fine with it being low. If it was like eight and a half, I'd be like, too high. If, in fact, if it was six and a half, that'd probably be like where we're sitting probably in terms of what we think BYU is going to do. Confident BYU is going to make a bowl game because BYU can win four of its last ten games. I'm, I'm pretty confident about that. So it's a funny mix because ESPN comes out, and it's all analytical. I mean, right. it's, it's just stats based metrics. on returning production and metrics. And I like the football power the opponent index. against you. Yeah. It, it's, but it's just one metric, sure. and it's based on numbers you throw into a computer. This is not like this biased take by a panel of experts that have come together and been like, well, we projected together that BYU should win five games. No, this is all numbers. And even then, okay, great, whatever. There's nobody really to be mad at, but it doesn't. it's not something that BYU fans will like. So there's this analytical number, and then there's what you and I think will happen. You've settled in, I believe, around seven games. Six-ish. Six, six and a half. Okay. Six and a half really. I've settled in on seven even. I think BYU can win seven regular season I have 6. games. I have 6.82, according okay. to my <laughs> Your computer. own formula? Jer- the Jerem no. Jordan metric? I never took a stats class in BYU. I don't know what I'm doing there. Okay, so there's this analytical number. There's what we think will happen. But then there's this question. How many games should BYU be favored in this season? Because the FPI is not favorable in that category either. Right, hence the 4.9. Yeah. Let's, let's go game by game. Okay. Sam Houston State, 94.2% yeah. chance yeah. to win that game. Yeah. Next. Southern Utah, 97.5%. BYU is going to start 2-0. Start 2-0. If they're not, huge problems. At Arkansas, just 20% chance to win that game. It's not like Arkansas was a world beater last year, but it is SEC Road. It is a team that put up, what, 66? Was it that many on BYU? I can't even remember. Was it 52? 52. It felt like 66. <laughs> 59? Um, <laughs> yeah. D- listen. When he gets like, to 50 and you're losing, you, he's like, I you, don't know. You just put it out of your mind, honestly. <laughs> like 2011 versus Utah, I literally forgot the score for years. It was only 52. 52, 35. It felt like 66. Yeah, 20% feels low there, but it's at SEC and, and obviously a team that can run the ball and took it to BYU quite a bit last year. BYU's defense will be improved. At Kansas. Yeah. You know, prior to last year, we would have said this was like, uh, you know, 92% uh, chance to win. This is a coin flip game, according to FPI. If BYU can't win at Kansas, uh, why would we think they're going to win any Big 12 game on the road? Tell me that. 48.5% chance of that the all best the road, game? road games that BYU plays, that clearly is the best road opportunity that BYU has in conference play. I think BYU really needs to start 4-1 and one to have a shot at 7+. plus. Because if, if, they, if they don't, it's hard. Because those are some of your best win percentage chances. Also, Kansas would be the weakest of your six Power 5 road games. And then you're at home for Cincinnati in the Big 12 home opener. I think there's no way BYU loses to Cincinnati. 52.4%. It has less to do with Cincinnati and more to do with the, the setting, juice the setting. of the yes. first home game as a Big 12 team in conference. I think there's no way BYU loses that. I think BYU starts 4-1. and one. The hope is that they can hold on in the tougher part of the schedule with the remaining seven. Four and one would be awesome. BYU's ranked, overhyped to this point probably, because I don't think BYU's going to go eight plus this year, but that'd be great. But four, a four and one start would be really, really nice. 
So if BYU can get to 4-1, and, and again, Cincinnati at home, 52% chance that BYU wins that game. The metrics don't love BYU, that is, even at home. That is the highest, F, uh, I guess, non Sam Houston's FBS now. Let, let, let's say after game two, the highest power five win percentage of any game all year of the 10 is that Cincinnati. It's your home opener. There's no – I'm telling you right now, we know how to party hard when it deserves it. Baylor last year. Mm, Utah. Like showed up. Mm. In 2020. Both home openers, by the way, um, against Power 5 competition. So that first Power 5 home game will be Cincinnati. BYU will be freaking juiced. Yep. Um, the team, the fans, the stadium, everything. It is going to be one of the most electric atmospheres in the history of BYU football. Cannot wait. BYU's 4-1, and one, and then we just... Hope for the best. At TCU, that. 16%. Texas Tech at home tough. is the one that is a head scratcher. That's for weird. Me. I'd go like mid 40s on viewers' Th- chance to win that 32% game. 32% chance to beat Texas Tech in Provo? What? Texas Tech had good metrics last year. This is a um, coin flip game to me. Yeah. Coin flip game. Yeah. And wait, what if BYU is pretty good? Then they should win that game at home. Like, if, and let's say BYU drops to a TCU 4 and 2. Beat Texas Tech at home, and you are 5-2. and two. You're one win away from bowl eligibility. That, that is the realistic best-case scenario for BYU to this point, is to be 5-2 and two at that point. Because then you go to Texas, unless Taysom Hill's playing in that game. You know, No. It, listen, Texas is supposed to be good, but guess what? Every year is supposed A to be A whopping 5% chance given to BYU to win that game. 5% feels super low. Uh, BYU has good history, obviously, against the Longhorns. We'll see how it goes. Five, five super low. Here, here's, the th- here's where I really struggle. I'd put it at like 20%. Like, and I know that the back four in November are something that BYU has never faced, clearly, okay? Right, but, like, West Virginia and Iowa State aren't world West leaders. Virginia, fine. I'm okay. I'm like, I understand the 36.7% at West Virginia. Is that just because of travel? Probably. I don't understand BYU being a home dog to Iowa State. I don't either. 46%. Yeah. And only an 18% chance to beat Oklahoma on senior night in Provo. Oklahoma's supposed to be awesome. Like, I'm sure they're going to be great. 18% but in Provo? They weren't great last year. Like, will Brent Venerables and company really fix what was wrong last year? I don't know. At Oklahoma State. Is Dylan State, Gabriel all of a sudden a world beater against BYU? He wasn't in 2020 in the Boca Raton Bowl, I'll tell you that. At Oklahoma State, um, you know, 24%. That's like, fine. I'm fine with that. Okay. Yeah, that's a good team, right? And, and that's, uh, you know, there'll be uh, one player in particular who will have some super emotional feelings going into that one. There are two guaranteed wins on the schedule. Yeah. And the first it. two. Wait, is this, is this the season where, with the fewest amount of guaranteed wins walking into a season ever in, For BYU, sure. in Has BYU to be. history? Has to like be. Like 1936 when BYU went to the Colorado School of Mines. I felt like we thought that would be a win. <laughs> with 10 but, power fives? <laughs> with 10 power fives. It makes sense. All of these numbers make sense. and I'm per- Well, not all of them, but like mostly. And I understand why. And I'm perfectly fine with it. I want BYU to operate as a dog. Like, maybe BYU gets to the point where Utah is, where it's like, no, we expect to win the league. That would be awesome. In fact, there's a couple other numbers with FPI to bring up as a whole. So, you mentioned 4.9 uh, win, projected wins. Six wins, 32.9% chance. 33% chance, essentially, to win six games? <sighs> Feels low to me. A little it higher would be nice. It's Con- <laughs> Conference win chance, 0%. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry, what? Uh, what? <laughs> um, not even, like, how can it be 0%? Like, that, There's no shot. It doesn't. That doesn't. I love right. this though. If I'm BYU football, I put this in the the locker room. I'm like, this. 
projection says this. Let's go promote. 0%. Not even 0.01. Yeah. Yeah. This is 0. There's 0% that's accurate. Um, FPI rank is 60. You know, you're kind of middle of the pack in FBS. 13 um, of the 14 Big 12 teams. And as we've chronicled quite a bit the last couple weeks. Listen, um, these numbers stink. Uh, and I'm fine with that. Because I, I just think BYU operates way better. Like, when has BYU operated yes. as the clear favorite and been way better than expectation? Like For the first six too, games of 2008. Not too much, right? <laughs> and then uh, lost three games that year. And a 10-3 and three year is normally pretty good. That was a big disappointment that year, given Quest for Perfection. Granted, Bronco wasn't the best at sort of labeling a season or jerseys uh, in tradition, spirit, honor. He did a lot of things great. PR was not necessarily his best one in, in a couple of instances. So it's all good, man. Like I... Last year, we operated out of the BYU is going to be 10 plus good. Yeah. They were not. They were not. Um, BYU is better, uh, not as a front runner, but as a dog. Okay. And they certainly walk in as a dog into the Big 12. So the question is how many games should BYU be favored in this season? Let's right now, through. it's three. ESPN has BYU favored in three games. It should probably be like five. At least so four. Texas Tech at home. And then what would. And then. Iowa State at home. Iowa State at home. At Kansas, maybe? Toss up. Listen, Kansas started 4-0. They got game day. Um, Jalen Daniels, their their quarterback, was really good, like outside Heisman kind of guy. And then they lost um, like six of the next eight after he got hurt. So he's back, and they'll be interesting. But it's still Kansas football. Like one year does not make a program. Um, certainly they were better, but if BYU can't win at Kansas, how are they going to beat anybody else in the road, on the road in the Big 12 if you can't win at Kansas? Well, again, like worst case, BYU loses at Arkansas, at Kansas, you're 2-2 two and two after the first four. Like, and you're coming home to Cincinnati, and it's like, okay, now you have to beat Cincinnati to have really any like, logical shot getting to six wins in a bowl okay. scenario. Back six. Texas Tech, Texas, at Texas, at West Virginia, Iowa State, Oklahoma, at Oklahoma State. We are hoping <laughs> BYU goes two and four in that. That's okay. a tough stretch. Therefore, I think you need to go four and two in the first six. For sure. So he, so humor me, okay? And we, we've done this before with several times. This schedules, is not funny. This where is very it's like, serious. Okay, guaranteed wins, toss-up, and then projected loss. Like, it's yes. one of the three categories, Yeah, okay? so we're going to go, like, win-loss, Tie yes. is sort yes. of our toss-up. Okay, so the first two are guaranteed. Like we're calling wins. Yep. Okay. Two yep. and zero. Oh. Yep. Arkansas. Is that a is that's that a, a projected loss? loss? Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So two and one. Kansas yeah. toss-up <sighs> should be a win to me. It feels like a win for it you. It should be a win. Okay. If BYU can't win at Kansas, how are you going to win? See, other to me, that's games? a toss-up. Okay. <laughs> a lot of respect. Toss-up. Football man. Because of the road scenario, first Big 12 game, like Kansas is going to have some juice. They'll probably have scheduled week. They'll be 3-0. and Like their fans will be excited. It, it's going to be a road environment. I feel you, but they had one good year. Okay. It doesn't mean they're, you know. Cincinnati. That's a win that for me. That needs to be a win. It's a win for me. Cincinnati, good program. Respect yes. the heck out of those guys. Okay. So I'm, right now I've got but three BYU's guaranteed be wins. Juiced. I've got th- and it's a Friday night in Provo. That's hard to beat. In the first five, I've got three wins, a toss-up, and a loss. Yeah. Okay? At TCU. Loss. Texas Tech in Provo. That, uh, they're win. calling 32%. Toss, toss That's a toss-up toss game, up. right? At Texas. Loss. Yeah. At West Virginia. Toss-up. That's a toss-up. Yeah. Iowa State in Provo. That win. should be a win. Win. Yep. Oklahoma in Provo. Loss. 
at Oklahoma State. To me, feels Probably like, lost. to me, that feels like, based on what Oklahoma State is and what they did last year, that feels closer to a toss-up than it does just a loss. It's not in the same category as Kansas, though. That's a loss to me. Like, if you win that game, great. Okay, so take it as a loss. How many guaranteed so I go, wins are on there? I go, what is it, 5-4-3. Okay, I've got four wins, five toss-up games, three projected losses. Yeah, therefore, BYU will win 12 games. With five toss-ups, BYU's going to win two of those to go along with four games. I think they're going to they're win at least six. Hope, yeah, hopefully in your toss-ups you go high side. I would love that. Three and two in the five toss-ups? Yeah, for sure. I have three toss-ups. <laughs> I go. You're calling your shots. <laughs> oh, I go. No, I go four, five, three. Yeah, four, five, three. Yeah. Okay. Our question of the day. How many games would you favor BYU football in this season based on everything we just talked about? In your unbiased opinion. Okay. ESPN's football power index has 4.9. So five wins. Yeah. Jeremy, five I think wins. at least six wins. Come on. At least, I, in fact, I'm going seven. Four? Like, I'm buying this team. Can BYU seven go, wins. Can BYU go four and six against ten power five teams? That's what we're asking. Yes. 40%. The 40% win thing I've BYU screamed for years. BYU five and five against ten power five. Now you're a seven win team. Yes. There you go. And All if, right. And if you go six and four, you're a seven. There you I, go. I'm buying this team. There's so Eight much wins. experience. On this team and the staff, like, there's some stock there. It's just the attrition of 10 Power 5 games. Yeah. Jason Palmer on Facebook says, My optimistic count is seven, with realism dropping BYU to six, maybe even five. How many games favored? Okay, seven's high. Seven games to be favored in? That's a lot. Too many. Yeah. Anything less would be pretty disappointing. But is he saying wins wins or or games that BYU should be favored in? Well, the question was about favor. Yeah, so there you go. But I believe, based on... How he phrases this, this is more like how many games he's going to win. Like I think they should be favored in four games. Four. Only two of the ten power five? <laughs> it, it is what it is right now. It is. It's ball night in Miller Park. Baseball team hosts UNC Greensboro. Game one of the series, 8 Eastern on BYU TV and the BYU Radio app. Up next, following a fantastic performance during BYU football's Pro Day, we think he just may have pushed himself into a draft position. Hey. Cornerback Caleb Hayes joins us next to discuss his stock. This is BYU Sports Nation. Hey. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by the Tim Daly Auto Group, serving Utah since 1968. We are live in Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play alongside Jerem Jordan. I am Spencer Linton. You just saw the man we're about to talk to, Caleb Hayes, doing his thing for BYU football as a defensive back, now with those NFL dreams and the draft quickly approaching. Caleb, welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. How are you feeling one week away from the NFL draft? Man, it's just all mixed emotions, man. Uh, Nervous, anxious, excited. Like, you know, this is all coming to one and, you know, just been waiting a whole month. Uh, you know, it's kind of a surreal feeling, but, you know, it's a great feeling to uh, be experiencing, you know, I'm definitely in my shoes. And uh, I know the other boys will feel the same. We're excited because BYU's got a, a heavy dose of involvement in this year's draft, of course, yourself included. How are you feeling about your chances at uh, perhaps being drafted or no lower than a priority free agent? Should it come to that? Uh, I feel great, man. Um, 
I think I honestly think, you know, my uh my stock has risen. So, you know, it depends on like, you know, what team really messed with me and what team not. Uh but at the end of the day, you know, I think I showed out what well, we had thirty two teams that day and like, you know, uh, they would turn on film and everything like that. I think my odds and chances is pretty high. So you mentioned the thirty two teams that were watching and were there for BYU's Pro Day, an, in, an incredible turnout for sure. Which of those teams have, in your opinion, expressed the most interest in you? I would say there's there's, there's quite a few. There's quite a few. Uh, definitely, you know, I would say the ones that I went to, like, you know, the Chargers, uh, the Broncos, 30 visit. Um, I had a couple of interviews um, with, like, the 49ers and, like, you know, other interviews with certain other teams. But... You know, like all of them, man. Um, it's, it's great. You know, it's great to be seen and wanted, man. That's one thing. Um, and, you know, it's just a blessed opportunity and like a privilege uh, to be able to go out there and, like, you know, showcase my talents. And uh, I thank God for that. And, you know, just got to keep on moving, just keep on working. You know, I got to keep on working. I just dug myself a deeper hole. That's all I did. But uh, it's great. It's great, man. What was the interest like in you before Pro Day and then once you have a 40-inch vertical and a 4-3-1-40 after Pro Day? I would say before Pro Day and everything, like, you know, name is heard of. Uh, definitely went to the NFL PA Bowl, showed out my talents, I think, and I believe I bogged out there. Um, so, you know, it was a, I think I kind of sparked interest, like, uh, from then on. And, like, you know, the um, – Pro Day was just the icing on the cake, but um, not the cherry on top. Like I said, like icing <laughs> on the cake, not the cherry on top, because I still got to go out there and uh, wherever team that uh, lands me and picks me, I still got to dominate there. So um, and win in that situation. So uh, yeah, that's what it is, man. Obviously, incredible marks. And, and Jerem just mentioned them: a four-three-one forty and a forty-inch vertical. Just out of curiosity, what's your fastest recorded forty? And your highest vertical mark that you, that you have ever done, whether people are saw it or not. I'll say the four three one is probably uh, about my fastest. Like I don't really. There's uh, <laughs> some way that you say that. My friends though, they don't joke about it because I just never run fast like as much as I wanted to. Uh, and that's just because, like, you know, there's actually no need. But I knew I could run like really fast. Like that was a bit of issue like track like in high school like you know, i always did that uh 40 i hit 40 at oregon state and actually the 40 and um for that i hit a 439 at oregon state i jumped a 40 inch vert uh we did like our own little um, pro day over there and uh you know I, I knew i had to i knew i was gonna test well that's one thing i just wanted like i wanted to dominate in all factors i wanted just to be about me that day um, to show them, like, hey, you know, uh, you're getting an all-inclusive package, you know, like I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm all, I'm all, I'm all what you need. Like, you know, it's a, it's a matter of just, you know, uh, believing in me and like building me up. But yeah, I've been doing the, um, I've been doing my my abilities. Uh, you know, made some, uh, made some best of the teammates, but you know, uh, it, it. <laughs> I proved a lot of people wrong, man. And um, I'm happy that I did so. And just got to keep on, keep at it. 
We're going to start calling you Cancun uh, because you're all inclusive, uh, which is awesome. I love that. Um, what was your favorite or best play at BYU, and why was it back-to-back breakups against USC in 2021? Uh, big play, big play. I do, I do love the Baylor one, man. Uh, last play, the guy was trying to throw it at my, uh, my wide receiver. Uh, I, you know, it, it was definitely a team effort. It was definitely a team effort. Uh, that time, I just, how you say, he th- he just threw it to him. I seen I was just on it, and there was no chance. And you know, I was just, you know, that was just a great team win, and that was very memorable for me at least because like it wasn't just honestly about me. It was just about like. Everybody did their job so perfectly, and it just helped me be in the right position to even uh, be close enough so the quarterback can't even make a he – has, he has to make a tough throw. So, and then we won that game, and that was very exciting, very exhilarating. Um, and you said the USC one. Man, I don't know, man. I think they just don't like me over there. Sorry, like, they just kept picking at me. It was like it wasn't going to work. So, uh, and, you know, it was – Ah, that, that that was a crazy game as well, man. Because like it was very close, life uh, down to the wire, and like you know that was a good team. So, uh, I you know things just happen. I just had to be on my p's and q's and uh, just did my job. You know that's what I was supposed to do. Former BYU defensive back, NFL hopeful Caleb Hayes is on BYU Sports Nation. I want to go back to something you brought up with you know some wagers that you had with your teammates. I think I was talking to Maury Bamba if I recall on Pro Day. And, he said, oh, man, now I got to pay up to Caleb because he didn't think you were going to run as fast as you did. How many side bets did you have going on on Pro Day? Hey, I'm not even going to lie to you. Uh, when I first got into BYU and everything, everybody was talking about, I forgot how the conversation got brought up, but everybody was talking about, like, who's the fastest uh BYU and everything like that. And, you know, I at this point, I kind of filled everybody out. And everything is just like you know, try to um, see what's going on, and <laughs> somebody I, I told I said you know I think I'm the fastest one at BYU, and that's kind of where it started. And you know everybody was like, oh heck no, nah. like you know, <laughs> like that's not that's not true. You know you can't be working. So, like and I'm like, nah, like you know I kind of see speed. Like you know I think I'm faster than everybody else. But you know, hey, we'll, we'll just see a come on pro day. You know by them. And uh, they're like, oh, I will bet. He's like, what tires you? You know, Coach G's gaslighting the whole situation. He knows I'm fast. <laughs> gaslighting everybody. So he's just like, nah, 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 you're not fast. You're not fast. <laughs> but, he, but he does. He knew. But, uh, yeah, it was definitely a lot in the DB room because, you know, everybody think they're fast and everything like that, which, you know, uh, they are, but I'm just faster. So uh, <laughs> I'm just glad that, you know, I did. Uh, did my wagers back then because, like, I had to bet on myself, and that's what you do, right? You have to bet on yourself all the time. Uh, don't get it wrong, though. I was nervous. Cause I was like, do I still have a 4-3 in me? And then when I started running and doing my own combine training and everything like that, I was like, oh, yeah, this is going to be easy money. <laughs> and I think you literally uh, got some money from that. Uh, we're talking to Cancun on BYU Sports. I'm, I'm going with it. Um, let, let's talk about um, that speed because – Chris Wilcox in 2020 ran a 4-3-1. He snuck into the seventh round of the Bucks. Do you feel like you can get into the draft, it, it, or, or does that matter to you? Because a lot of guys will say, I'd rather be a free agent and have a great fit than be drafted by whoever in the sixth or seventh round. Or does being drafted matter to you? 
I guess I guess it depends. Like no, it does matter, man. Like any everything matters. Um, it's the opportunity. Like you know, it's it's being drafted. You know, it's a it's a great like you know it's a great feeling. I already I, I can already tell. Um, I will say it matters. You know, I do want to be in a great fit to where you know. I'm not just there for just space. I'm there to actually compete and actually be seen. Because uh, I think, like, you know, that's what everybody would do. But at the end of the day, I'm going to be seen uh, no matter where I end up. Um, and that's just not just by, like, you know, just talk. Like, you know, I'm going to show up. And, like, you know, at the end of the day, whoever is going to be at camp and, like, uh, going to be on that field, you know, they got to showcase themselves. So uh, I'm just proved. And that's just how I've been throughout my life. I'm just just work and just uh, prove myself every day to get on that field and they uh, make sure they know I belong. So it's a, it's, it's a mission. It's a grind. Uh, I won't say it's mission impossible, but you know, it's a, it's going to, it's going to be fun, man. And uh, I'm excited. I can't wait to get on whatever team I met and like just dominate. Caleb Hayes is on BYU Sports Station, one week away from the NFL draft. Let's say all 32 teams are again listening to this interview, Caleb. What's your sales pitch about what you would bring to each of those teams and the skill set that you take with you? I'll say the first thing and foremost, man, like, you know, I'm a, I'm a team player. Like, you know, I love to win. Uh, their interest is my interest. Um, I'm trying to win championships. I'm trying to, get, I'm trying to win games. You know, I'm trying to be the best man I can be on and off the field uh, and, like, you know, just represent my family and God, you know, um, and those who supported me throughout my way. So, you know, this is not just a single man show. You know, this is uh, everybody's in it. Everybody's inclusive in this um, experience of me. Uh, but um, if that's how you even say it. But um, I would say, like, you know, my best skill sets, man, like, you know, I have a high football IQ. Uh, I can match up with, with anybody. Um, you know, people love my man skills. You know, I feel I fit great in zones. I understand the game of football. Uh, and, like, you know, special teams is no um, – I don't shy away from those as well. You know, throughout my career, I always play special teams, and that's just what I do. I know that's going to be first and foremost. And, like, you know, that's where I'm going to get my money at, which is great because, you know uh, – if that's all I have to do, like, shoot, I can contribute any type of way, um, making sure, like, you know, I got to do what I got to do on the field. But, you know, I actually, it's funny because I actually did a, like a little interview. It's kind of posted up somewhere. Uh, but basically, like, you know, if you believe in me and invest in me, like, and show that, you know, you want me to be on, on your team and know me for one and, like, I'm, I'm going to make sure. I'm going to make sure things are going to get done, like no matter what, um, in whatever position or um, situation you put me in. Like I always emphasize this now because, like you know, this is just something I'll say. Like now, like it's just win. Everything I do is just win. So that's what you're going to get from me, man. Caleb, it probably goes without saying, but we are Team Hayes. 
on BYU Sports Nation. Let's we go, baby. cannot wait to watch how this thing unfolds for you. Commend you and congratulate you on all the hard work you put in with those incredible numbers and uh, the case that you've created for yourself to get drafted. Good luck, man. Take some BYU Sports Nation karma. We'll be watching. And uh, like I said, we super anticipate where you end up in the NFL. I appreciate y'all, man. Thank you for um, giving me on this interview. Uh, it's been nice. It's been nice to be serving uh, BYU and playing for y'all, man. Um, all love to Coach Kalani. All love to uh, Coach G and my teammates. Um, and, man, and all love to the BYU fans, man. Hey, I love all y'all, man. I appreciate you guys for my journey. And, like, you know, it ain't over yet. Uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. And, uh, like I said, like, everything, <clears throat> everything that led up to this, like, it's because of thanks of y'all. And we're going to get this show on the road, man. Let's go. Thanks, Caleb. Great to talk with you, man. Great to talk to y'all, man. Let's go. Let's get it. Caleb Hayes on BYU Sports Nation. Hey, Love it. Do yourself a favor. Don't ever make a bet against that man. Buy Caleb Hayes stock. <laughs> um, we, I mean, we have Chris Wilcox. We have Michael Davis. We have more modern kind of cornerbacks from BYU having some success. Now, I just named two, but Caleb Hayes can be three. And now it's sort of trending that direction where it's like, okay, in the Kalani Stocky era, he's producing NFL cornerbacks. Could Eddie BYU. Heckard could Eddie Heckard could Eddie be, Heckard the, next be one? the next one? I love it because that's a position where uh, since 93, BYU hadn't had a draft pick until Chris Wilcox. Yeah. Hopefully Caleb Hayes can sneak in there. With those numbers, he certainly oh, could. Let's go. Not to mention the film. The film matters the most. If you missed any interviews like that one, shows, games, deep blues, etc., find them on BYUSN.com. Download the free BYU TV app to get all your BYU TV sports content on demand. Let's have some hypothetical fun. If BYU men's volleyball beats Stanford tonight in the MPSF tournament, would the Cougars essentially punch their ticket to the NCAA tournament? We'll discuss next on BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Follow BYU Sports Nation on social media for content throughout the day, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and Twitter. He is Jeremiah Spencer. You know what time it is. Let's whip it! Cougar Whip Around presented by Marisk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. ESPN's Jordan Reed and Matt Miller projected where each quarterback will be drafted and potential fit. They had Jaron Hall going in the fourth round to the Ravens. Do you like to fit? If not, where else would you like them to go? Not really, because I, I think that the whole Lamar Jackson situation is kind of weird, and they already have Tyler Huntley. Like, I don't like that situation specifically for Jaron, unless the Ravens have other plans in mind that we don't know about. They very well could. I like him in Minnesota. Of all the projections that I've seen, I love Jaron Hall in Minnesota backing up Kirk Cousins and learning from a true veteran and a winning franchise. You like that. Uh, he, he would like that. Um, if, if Hall wouldn't turn the ball over the goal line in a playoff game. I know that. Um, so we'll see where Hall goes. I, I don't know what the best fit for him is, but it depends if a team likes him enough to want him to be the next guy or to be a starter and just see. We'll see, we'll see what happens next week. I'd love to visit Minnesota in the fall with Jaron Hall, a member of uh, that roster. That'd be neato. Absolutely. All right, on to basketball with the report that Evansville will visit Provo. That brings BYU men's basketball, at least reported, non-conference games to a total of five. Home against San Diego State on November 10th, the Wooden Classic that features Arizona State and NC State at Utah, Evansville in Provo, and Morgan State in Provo. How are you liking the way BYU's non-conference schedule is shaping up thus far? Uh, I need BYU to mail it in a little more. 
because uh, San Diego State, Arizona State, NC State, um, TBD opponent in, in that tournament. Uh, again, need BYU to go 10-3 and three in non-conference. Need to schedule for success with the Big 12 being so tough. Hey, beat San Diego State in Provo. Just, just paint a little awesome. back there. Yeah, that'd be awesome. A Jets digital reporter, Paul Esten, uh, proposed the Jets and Niners trade Zach Wilson for Trey Lance, former <laughs> number two and three picks in the 21 draft. Would you be a fan of Zach going to the Niners? Sure, that's not going to happen. That would never happen. Yes, there are a lot of people that wish Zach would have been drafted by the 49ers in the first place. Yeah, I do. I wish he would have uh, mailed it in, speaking of, on Pro Day a little more. Yes, that's great. But more than likely, I still am a believer that the Jets are going to figure out a deal with Aaron Rodgers and Zach can learn behind Aaron Rodgers. I think that is about as ideal as it gets. Stay with the team that drafted you. They still show some love for you and some stock in you. They bring in Aaron Rodgers, one of the GOATs. Like, I feel like that's what needs to happen. For I don't believe the Jets believe in Zach Wilson long term. I believe Zach, if he's going to get to play and have success, will have to go elsewhere. Well, it could be. I mean, the, the case study would show that you're probably There's right. There's no that evidence regard. that they like Zach in the future. I'm hopeful that he doesn't have to be ruled this early as a bust. I hate that. We're not that. there yet. No. I hate that. We're not there yet. After BYU Volleyball beat Concordia last night, they'll face Stanford tonight, third time in a week they face the Cardinal. If BYU beats the Cardinal, have they done enough to earn an at-large spot in the NCAA tournament? Not necessarily. Um, they're competing with UC Irvine and Grand Canyon primarily. That's assuming it's chalk with Penn State and the IBA, and in the Big West that Long Beach State or Hawaii wins. Miva's whatever, they'll be a one-bid league, I think. BYU certainly has a chance to get in as an at-large bid should they not uh, beat Stanford and then probably UCLA who plays Grand Canyon tonight. BYU certainly, if it's the first team out, did a tremendous job of even being in this position. BYU's overachieved up to this point. I am happy with whatever happens from here on out. But it would be awesome if BYU got into the NCAA tournament. It absolutely is situational. It all depends on the Blue Blood Volleyball Program's holding serve, no pun intended, and winning Could've their tournaments, right? Like, yeah. This, if, if Hawaii, if the, if the teams that are supposed to win win and BYU gets to the championship, I think they got a great shot of getting in, if they, even if they don't beat UCLA. Depends how much they value head-to-head -head and RPI and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. After BYU and Utah combined for 43 runs Tuesday night in baseball, will BYU, UNC, Greensboro combine for 43 runs during the, <laughs> during the entire series? Yes. Combine? Combine. Yes. 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 The, the two teams together yes. over three games. Yes. Yes. That's an average of, what, 14, a little more than 14 runs per game combined? Yeah, seven the two teams. teams. Ah, it feels high. You may have a low-scoring game here or there. I, I, I would go uh, just a shade under. You may have a high-scoring game or two. There might be a game where it's like 4-1. Who knows? I could see like a 14-10 game in there that's going to sway it the other way. Yeah. That's fun baseball to watch, yeah. let's be honest. I'm going, You yes. could have a pitcher's duel. You could also I'm have going just at least, yeah, slow pitch softball style. These teams will hit 43 combined runs in three combined games. All right, up next, speaking of BYU baseball, we've got a brotherly connection in Studio B with Cole and Tate Gamble hey. on the show. How do you bounce back from the disappointment against Utah and score a bunch of runs against Greensboro? We're going to talk to him next on BYU Sports Nation. I need 30 runs tonight. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Delivers. That is gone! <laughs> Smooth as butter right there for Cole Gamble. Huge out for Mavius, and he knows it.
Oh yeah, welcome back to BYU Sports Station. We are live in Studio B, the studio of brotherly love at the moment as we welcome in the brothers from BYU Baseball, Cole and Tate Gamble. Welcome to the show, guys. What's up, homies? What's up? Thanks for having us. Thanks. Have we had brothers in studio besides the Rexes, maybe? We had the Rexes on... on uh, Second what? pair of bros. Was okay. that media day? Spring media Spring day. Spring media day. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. Good to have brothers in. Yes. Awesome. All right, let's, get, let's address the elephant in the room. Okay. Right. Okay. Okay. How do you, as brothers, <laughs> both yes. body language, yeah. console each other and work through things mentally after losing the way you did to Utah? What What is the way that you can move on and just get to a better place? Man, that's tough. You go ahead. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, for me, it was just a quick run to in and out, flush it, and uh, try to get to bed early so I can wake up and go right back to work the next day. Uh, a double-double and a yeah. little shake. That'll solve a lot of it problems. It a lot. It really did. It was definitely the wildest game of my life. I played a long mm. time, obviously, and played a lot of games. I've never been a part of a game like that. So um, I'm glad it's over for sure, but at the same time, you always have to just remember it is just one game. Uh, in baseball, you get to play so many, so you just got to jump to the next one. I was telling you during the break, while Utah wins that game by 15 runs, BYU had a 17-run win against Utah within the last decade. <laughs> so there's that too, there right? It happens. There you go. Yeah, it does it, happen. It happens. Okay, you get right back at it uh, with UNC Greensboro, which we'll talk about in a minute. But let's talk about it's kind of the brotherly dynamic. What's it like to play on the same team? Uh, as brothers. Uh, we'll start with you, Cole. Yeah, it's been so fun. I, we, and one thing we were talking about before we came here today is we've never really played a lot of competitive baseball games on the same team together. Mm -hmm. We might have been on the same high school team, but we were a couple years apart. And because What's of the that, age difference? Uh, it's a year and a half and two years in school. And so because of that in high school, we never played really on the same team. Um, and, and even growing up and going into junior college first and now at, here at BYU. Before BYU, we'd never gotten to play real competitive baseball games together. So being on the same team, I know coming into the year, we were both, uh, we were both pretty th thrilled and it's been a ton of fun. A so. mission and four years in college can certainly help. I guess yeah. five years with COVID or whatever. But right. <laughs> yeah, it looks pretty cool. How was it for you, Tate? Uh, it's, it's been a dream come true. I've always been dreaming about it, you know, because even when we were growing up playing backyard baseball, like we were always on different teams because you have the four brothers. I'd always be with the middle one. He'd always be with the youngest. Um, so when I had an opportunity with COVID, honestly, biggest blessing, even though it was kind of, it was a weird time, but it was a blessing because Cole got an extra year and I was able to come here and we were able to hang out and play. So it's been a lot of fun. How do both of you view each other in a game scenario? Are there extra nerves when you're watching your sibling play? Like, how does that work for you, Cole? That, that's a... That's an interesting one. I hate to say this because I love all my teammates, but I do care a little bit more when he's, <laughs> <laughs> when he's hitting. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, when he's hitting and stuff, like I'll, I'll pay attention just a little bit more, and I'm actually thinking a little bit more about what might be happening. Not that it, I mean, really helps. I'm in the dugout not doing anything, but uh, I do care a little bit more when he's hitting, and I pay attention a little bit more what's going on. So. How about you, too? Yeah, I'm always kind of a loud vocal guy, but people have definitely pointed out that I'm a little louder when Cole goes up to the plate. So. <laughs> It's it's definitely it up. Yeah, yeah, I've always wanted his success. Um, ever since I was a little kid, it's always been fun going to his games and just watching him play and um, have him setting the example for me. So I've always rooted him a little, a little extra. I've been a huge fan of yours already just because your name, because I have a son named Tate. Yeah. Same spelling as you. My middle name's Tate. So yeah, we got a connection. Yeah. Let's talk about your uh, sneakers, dude. Oh. These man. are legit, bro. It the Air like Force Up Tempo 95. Right. Looks like you're ready to go right now. Yeah, I know. I'm ready to go ball. Um, always ready, always packing. Uh, I actually stole these from my little brother. He's on his mission. Sorry, Cade. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, 
What can you do? <laughs> That's awesome. Let's talk about the, the family dynamic, because obviously you two are here at BYU. You both went to Argentina on your mission. There's a lot of solid community college in the family, mm -hmm. except you went to College of Southern Idaho. Yeah. So what, what role does kind of baseball play in the Gamble household? It's a crazy one. I mean, it's we've all played since we were young kids. Uh, we all played, obviously, going up through high school. I would say none of us in high school were very heavily recruited, and, and for that exact reason is probably why we all found ourselves in junior college, right? My one brother who hasn't started college yet, he's on a mission, and he'll go to Salt Lake as well. Yeah. Um, I think maybe we're late bloomers, maybe it is you know, one of those type of things, but we all were able to develop physically on the mission, just get older and bigger and more of a, you know, more of a man, quite honestly. I knew it was an advantage. Yeah, huge advantage, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, we all got older that way and stronger and bigger and everything else, and I think once that started to take over for us, then all of a sudden the baseball became a little easier. Baseball is such a funny game, and, and there are so many nuances, and it's just it's a fickle beast, right? Mm. Like one little bounce can change an entirety of a game, the, total, the whole dynamic. And, and I say that, I preface it um, by saying, like, I thought that you had turned a corner. Yeah, I watched BYU win another conference series, and then it's like, ah, oh, they're going to take care of business against Utah, and then they'll handle Greensboro and go back into WCC play. But a lot of ups and downs. So how do you manage it when there are so many games and the emotions are so high and so differing from one game to another? Tate, we'll start with you. Um, uh, that's a great question. Uh, how bouncing back from a game like that is always tough. You know, like it's it's like, dang, we just got blitzed that bad right there. But there are so many things that are going right for us right now, especially coming down the stretch. I mean, we just got Deming back, Cole's back, Ryan's not hurt anymore. Like so many guys are coming back and big time contributors. Yeah. And even the guys that came in that uh, during those when Deming was hurt and stuff like they stepped up. I mean, Easton Jones, he's a freshman and he was just was a stud while he was playing and, um, you know, just work just toughen through these these tough times yeah it's it, I think the hardest part of baseball is just being able to stay level and, and that includes when things are going really well being able to just find that middle ground to to kind of stand on and so that's I think been the toughest thing with the team this year is is because of all the injuries because of all the people that have been in and out of the lineup especially young kids a lot of freshmen getting time to play um, because of all that it's it's been really important to try to figure out how we can just keep that you know that modest middle momentum and energy the whole time because that's really what's going to help you when things start to go south. Speaking of energy, your wife uh, Lauren was in here the other day. Yeah, Cougarettes right. went in the natty. Uh, what's it like in the Gamble household to just, just be champs? Yeah, well, well, she's the champ. I mean, if we're talking about, <laughs> <laughs> we, we joke about it all the time. She's the real champion in our family now. And, uh, so now that she's married into our family, at least we can say we got that going. <laughs> You're like, we are national champions. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, I don't know if you know the drill, but when you come on the show, you get BYU Sports Nation karma. That's right. Okay. I can't think of a better time to deliver it than right now before the Greensboro series. Let's go. go. And then as you push back into West Coast Conference play, you can spread it out over as many games as you like. I don't know if it's as pungent or as effective if you it's utilize you. it in the multiple dosage, games. Yeah. yeah. How many milligrams well, of karma? And also the double effect. And you're, I mean, listen, your wife, like national champion, come on. It's unreal. Okay. She's, so she's got she's got a little bit of the karma as well. So do your thing, guys. Good luck against Greensboro. We appreciate you being in the studio. Thank, Thank you. you. Good Thanks for having us. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, up next, a rise and shout out to just a bunch of aces. What do we mean by that? Like like actual Las aces? Las Vegas aces? This is BYU is Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store 
official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. BYU Sports Nation is on demand. Download the free BYU TV and BYU Radio apps or listen to the podcast, subscribe, rate, and review. Our question of the day, centering in on BYU football and the football power index numbers from ESPN. They have BYU projected to win five games. So we ask, well, how many games would you favor BYU to win this season? FBI has BYU favored to win three. Three whole games. Three. Congratulations. Robert everybody. Oliver on Twitter says the first two. I favor BYU in the first two. I rate Cincinnati, Kansas, West Virginia, and Iowa State toss-ups definite underdogs in the other six. I deem bowl eligibility iffy. We shall see. Well, you're not the elite voice of the day, Robert. Okay, that's true. <laughs> you are not. The elite voice of the day presented by PAX Healthcare Elevated comes from Tyson Peterson on Facebook who says, Thanks for waiting. I see six to be favored in. Whoa, whoa. The first two, Kansas, Cincinnati, West Virginia, and then Iowa State. The reach for me there mm. is West Virginia. But Kansas, Cincinnati, Iowa State, yeah. Just I, because. BYU could be travel? favored as 51% winners in all three of those games. Could be favored in them, technically speaking. What's it going to take for us to feel like BYU should be favored in all those? We just need to see how BYU fares in the Big 12. And even then, one year is one year. Well, like, I mean, listen. I, I think we need to see three to five years of BYU in the Big 12, and then we'll be like, okay, we know what we're doing here, and we go from there. Today's Rise and Shout Out presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Men's volleyball advancing to the semifinals. Season high 10 aces last night in the quarterfinal win wild. versus Concordia. Five off the bench for Trent Mosier, which is a career high and the most by any BYU player this season. Get after it tonight against Stanford. Get to the MPSF finals. Maybe an at-large bid. Maybe should they not win it. Listen, I credit Taco Bell for Trent Moser's amazing oh, yeah. season. Oh, yeah. Moser's got it It's down. all yeah. about Taco Bell and his pregame routine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, thanks to today's guests. To lunch, no. Caleb Haynes from BYU Football and Colin Tate Gamble from the Batcats. Beat Greensboro. Sorry to Dennis Pitt, we ran out of time. Or Jerem. I am Spencer. Shout out to Mark Lyons. See you tonight for BYU Baseball. Go Cougs. Or Cody Epps touchdowns.